peyote parties, pretty decent special effects, and Predator Bigfoot in more ways than one. We're talking about Primal Rage, and it was horrifying. the show where we talk about scary movies that are horrifying for all the wrong reasons. We're your hosts, Sadie and Matt. And this week we have a special guest with us for the very first time in So Horrified history. We have author, podcast host, as well as relationship dating coach. Is that the right word, coach? That's the right word. Yep. Excellent. Kelly Smith with us. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here tonight. You have no idea. This <laughs> We're is so like, excited to have you. Yeah, this is going to be a lot of fun. So yeah, I'm a relationship coach, dating coach. I have my own podcast that I haven't really been working on too much because I do have my second book coming out. But um, awesome. I am so, so psyched to be here to talk about this movie that we we all got to watch and unfortunately for me i had to watch it twice so yeah i guess that yeah yeah, that was my comma for something i I will not watch it twice right no no not to give away what our ratings will be in the end (laughs) but this is not going into my list of things we have to watch a million times over (laughs) 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 Um, yeah do you want to say anything about like your book or um, what's it's so it funny? It's funny because I usually go on to different shows to talk about my book, but today um, I'm so pumped about this movie that I actually don't even think about my book, but I will talk about my book. <laughs> fast. It's, I wrote a book signs in the rearview mirror, leaving a toxic relationship behind. It's a book based off of my own experiences with leaving different toxic relationships behind and healing uh, getting help for the toxic relationships. And then my second book that's coming out is going to be about dating after a toxic relationship. So I'm nice. super psyched about that because that's something that not a lot of people can really understand or really kind of go through in like a healthy way after healing from something right. so abusive. So I really cannot wait to release that book. It's going to be really, really exciting for me to kind of show the world like there is a huge possibility to find another person that's like amazing, good fit for you after you've healed and after you've gone through a lot of recovery that you can find love again. And I think it's just so inspiring. So I'm proud of this book. So proud of this book. And I I cannot wait for it to come out to share it with the rest of the world. That's awesome. Well, and actually... Matt, I like to say that our relationship's a testament to that. (laughs) Really? I I, uh, had quite a history of toxic situations and relationships, including even friendships and stuff before, Mm -hmm. and then did a lot of therapy and a lot of healing, and Matt came along and showed me what love is supposed to be like, is what I always say. (laughs) Is that too cheesy? (laughs) No, it's not. It's beautiful. (laughs) that's awesome um, yeah so i love it that's that's awesome that's a topic close to uh close to our hearts well i I think we're gonna go ahead we're gonna switch this and we're gonna be on my podcast now 
Hello, everyone. Let's <laughs> welcome everyone to Let's Get Wicked Deep. We're going to talk about this recovery relationship. Right. <laughs> yeah. You can be on my show next. We'll talk about your stuff because that would be actually a great, a great thing to do. I would actually love doing that. Oh, I would love to. That would be awesome. Yeah. We should totally Absolutely. do that. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, I like to, I love to talk to people about that and tell people how that's possible. Because a lot of times, especially if you've had just so many really toxic, awful relationships, you mm-hmm. start to feel like that's all that's possible. That's all that's yep. out there. Mm-hmm. So that's what I always tell people. I'm like, no, you have no idea. Like, yeah, it is possible. You just have to, yeah, you have to heal those wounds first so that you don't keep repeating those same patterns and stuff. Yep. Absolutely. And, and healing and facing it and accepting the fact that you were in something is, is really difficult to do. Oh, it and is. Yeah. It's for sure. You think it's super difficult, but then when you start dating again, it's like, oh my gosh, what am I getting myself into? And so in my book, I write about the unhealthy dating, the healthy dating, and then finally meeting someone and kind of going through what that was like for me, like my year of firsts. Right. And that was a really interesting thing to write about, but I was excited to write about it. Um, but it was, it was definitely an interesting experience even to walk through. So I cannot wait to share this with the world because like you're saying, like it's definitely yeah. possible. Yeah. It sounds interesting. Like it sounds awesome. Like an awesome thing to get to put out there for people to see and read and, and I'm interested to read about it. <laughs> so, oh, thank you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right. So are we ready to, should we start talking about this? God awful. <laughs> terrible, terrible movie. <laughs> horrible, horrible thing that we've all witnessed now. Yeah, yeah some of right. us twice. All right. 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 Some of us twice. Some of well, <laughs> I say some of us. I'm not one of them. <laughs> Just one of us twice. <laughs> um, all right. You want to tell us what this movie's about first? So this week's movie is Primal Rage. Uh, and the synopsis is Primal um, Rage colon colon something the legend of Conga. Conga. <laughs> yes, <laughs> which doesn't make sense because they never they use never that word. Say the word they Conga. never on the IMDb no. page that is its official title. So the synopsis is: Lost deep in the forest of the Pacific Northwest, Ashley and Max Carr are stalked by a terrifying creature that might be Bigfoot. Soon they find themselves embroiled in a strange land of Native American myth and legend turned real. Hopelessly trying to survive with a handful of unsavory locals, they must fight back against this monster in a desperate battle of life and death. <laughs> that makes it sound so much better than it actually right. is. Yeah. Imagine if that was what the movie was about. That'd be great. Right. Right? <laughs> yeah. All right. So. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's get started. Okay, well, in first starting to talk about it, I feel like we should put out the trigger warning that should have been on this movie of because when you go to watch a Bigfoot movie, you don't think that you should be prepared for a Bigfoot rape scene. Yeah. Okay. This is <laughs> so true. This is like this is what? like okay. This is the part that the biggest problem, one of the biggest problems I have with this movie. Okay. And I don't know how to talk about this. I don't know how to like, (laughs) and I've been thinking about this and I'm like, dear baby Jesus, how do I bring this up without sounding insane? But this is something I have to bring up is, is that exact scene. Okay. Like in this movie, it's unnecessary. It's unnecessary. And also unrealistic is the word I'm going to use because let's, let's face it. How big was that Bigfoot? 
Okay. How, how big were those peaches? For real though. Yeah. Like I had that same thought and I felt bad for having that same thought. Cause I was like, mm, there's something much more horrible going on here. But at the same time, is it physically possible? Like that's, that's yeah. the thing. Like with the features of this, when he, they have his hand and it's like, Oh man. And then when I saw that was happening, I was like, this is where she dies. Right. Right. This is, she is not good. And then she like, sat there. Realistically. Face, yes. Yeah. And her face was like, is it in yet? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, why is she not screaming in absolute horror? Why is she looking like, is she just waiting for like someone who's intoxicated and can't get it up? And it's just like not working. And it's just like, and the way he just like, like, really? Like this right. is supposed to, and then she just gets up. What? How? How did she just get up? And then the, that was down. And, yeah. Right. And isn't like bleeding profusely or like walking funny or like any I mean, kind of sign that this massive trauma has just occurred. Well, that and then like the whole thing we you know would be hairy. AF, right. Right. And also probably not circumcised. So I'm thinking to myself, like, <laughs> what is even going on? How is she walking around on two legs, not dead? Right. No, for real. And oh. <laughs> and, and apparently, spoilers, there's a whole bunch of them. Right. So. Right. Like, <laughs> I know. Just- well, and I'll have to say, like, after I saw that scene, I really thought that it was going to end with them like flashing to the future of her being pregnant with a Bigfoot baby, like a Bigfoot human hybrid baby. And I was like, I'm going to be so angry if that's how this movie ends. That would have made it better. Are you crazy? (laughs) (laughs) And it's just like a family drama after that of them raising a Bigfoot baby. No, I even wrote in my notebook. I was like, I swear (laughs) to God, if this ends with her being pregnant with a Bigfoot baby, I'm going to be furious. And so I am glad that 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 is one thing I can say they didn't go there. But like, hopefully nobody involved in that movie is listening because that will be the sequel. <laughs> that will be the sequel. This. But oh, yeah, my why God. that scene was in there in the first place of like, just why did they feel that was necessary? Yeah, like, I, I was racking my brain trying to figure out any situation where that needed to be in a movie and right. I couldn't find one and this definitely right. didn't have one there was yeah there was absolutely the monster was scary enough I mean scary quote unquote right. enough. he was enough of a threat without adding any of that into it right and and then it just isn't really talked about or like mentioned again no, or like, it has nothing to do with the rest of the movie they just threw it in I it, the, the whole thing was unrealistic oh my gosh it was so Yeah, I was already infuriated with the movie at this point, Mm -hmm. although there were some parts that made me laugh out loud quite a few times. Oh. Um, They weren't meaning to make me laugh, but like... Yes. Well, and I will say in my research, when I was reading Bigfoot lore, apparently Bigfoot is known for being sneaky and stealthy, which you would not think of a creature that's supposed to be between like six, like six to eight feet tall or like six to 10 feet tall, something like that, that they would be quiet. And that literally made me laugh throughout half the movie of how he would just be behind her. And then he like cut a a snip of her hair. And she's just like, oh, what was that? Was that the wind? And he's gone. And I was like, (laughs) okay, 
<laughs> I'm like five eight, and I can't move that quietly from behind somebody. Like I'd be like groaning trying to get in up in the middle of the like, dense woods where right. there's sticks and pine cones and anything else like, around. Well, I I thought it was interesting how he was able to curl himself up into a tiny ball and sit on the ledge of a rock, like a chipmunk, just with those big red eyes, just watching nobody saw him. Like nobody saw him. And he like, he covered his face. Tree bark armor. Like, well, like he actually like at one point she's walking by and he's like this with his hands in front of his face, like a child playing hide and seek. And that's one of the parts where I laughed out loud. I was like, what? Because, yeah. yeah, like you were saying, that's when he's sitting on this rock, clearly out in the open, yes. and just covering his face with his hands. And, yeah. yeah, he has a tree trunk around him and all this. And it's like it's like how a child would try to disguise themselves in the woods, and yet somehow, for him, it works. And, well, then there it were works. a couple of times where they'd be looking for him, and he would just kind of peek out from behind a tree like a Looney Tune. <laughs> just like, <"Ooh."> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes. Oh my God. Yes. It's. And what about that? What were those, those bandit hunters doing? What, 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 what? Like we could have done with just the two people, but then we added that situation. Yes. I had the exact same thought because I don't understand. I can I can tell you exactly why they're in this movie. Oh, to squish their heads yeah, and because, rip open their jaws. <laughs> the person that directed it apparently was a special effects person. Yeah. And he had, I guess, a bunch of ideas of how to kill people weirdly on film and uh-huh. needed about eight to ten dudes for Which that Which is to happen. why the special effects are actually pretty good in this movie. They're not yeah. bad. But the yeah. acting and script Terrible. are god-awful. <laughs> yes. They had no money on that. They, had, they spent it all on predator suits for this right giant bigfoot right for the whole family of bigfoot the whole exactly family. for that whole like tribe of them <laughs> for one shot at the right. very end of the movie we had to build six of these suits <laughs> oh my god no, the, and these like these like hunter guys were obviously being very shady out in the woods and then acting like they were going to like attack this woman and everything and like but then they have this huge hangup of, oh, you're a convict. You're a, you know, and just the way they, ca- the first time he goes and he's like, hey, convict. And I was like, A, how did you know he was a convict? And B, right. who just does that of like convict? Like it well, was right. so random. And when the the sheriff and his little deputy are breaking down the case and they say, this guy just got released from prison because he was like drugged up and drunk and hit a kid with his car and killed him. And he's been in jail for X number of how long for a year. Yeah. A year. So 13 months for killing a child that the whole like point of the movie was going to be him like getting redemption for that. And like proving himself to these people oh. that didn't trust him because of that. Right. They nope, didn't really do anything like him. And then they all died. Right. Yeah. Like I was wondering t- of like, where is, what is the point of that? I will say interesting thing. I don't know if you noticed, And I guess they kind of, they made it seem almost natural to the movie that like he had hurt himself maybe in the, um, the fall or whatever. But I don't know if you noticed, but the main guy kind of walks with a limp. He is a below the knee amputee. Oh, the actual actor. I wish they had incorporated that in the film. That would have made a more compelling story. Like, yeah, 
there would have been something of like, instead it's like, I feel like they just held like some kind of modeling cattle call and they were like, okay, you look decent with the shirt off. You get the role. <laughs> yeah. Like, yes. We'll hold two cards slightly off camera for you. Right. Exactly. Yes. No acting skills needed whatsoever. <laughs> that was, I think that was the criteria for this entire movie, except for the witch. She seemed pretty witchy. Yes. The I random witch. When the witch showed up. Because I was like, <laughs> did I miss a witch in the beginning of this movie? Or are they going to decide that this is something two thirds of the way in? Yeah, we have witches now, too. Well, like, witches with the wagon. The sheriff calls her that woman. He's like, this woman knows where the thing. And this woman, this is a, clearly a w- demon witch. <laughs> I thought that they were going to. Uh, so. They had called her, they had referred to her when the cops were talking. They had referred to her as like the whispering woman. And like, I didn't know at first that that's who that was until the sheriff was there. And I was like, why is he acting so casual about this clearly bird woman who is like, because I thought that's what she was supposed to be is a half bird, not human teeth. Yeah. And I thought it was going to be this like, battle of mythical beings of like oh maybe it's this mythical bird creature who's out in the so i was like she's, why is he so casual about she's this gonna summon all the other woodland creatures right. to fight against well, bigfoot and when he's going to like the peyote um Party. thing in the yeah whatever that was that, what you always want your sheriff going to is right. a peyote party in the middle of the desert <laughs> well i thought <laughs> that like he goes in and he the, the kids are like watching this little like black and white film oh, where they have yeah. like this person who's like in this big like bird outfit and then they have like the Bigfoot type thing coming off the boat and I was like oh shoot that's what who it is like that's she's the big bird thing and he's the and that's what this is going to be no she was supposed yeah. to just be some woman for that knows about Oma and who laughs at them when they leave and beats the drum <laughs> right after he's like we have to be so quiet because he has good hearing and he'll hear us coming <laughs> and then she just starts beating this drum really loud I was like what are you doing <laughs> oh my goodness yeah that the whole thing was just was totally insane when she was picked up in the wagon and taken off and she's like cleaning him off and fixing right. him and the next day no questions not like does anyone know who that like witch was? That like totally isn't like what the fuck is this? <laughs> well, yeah, we get the, the the guy with the witch, the woman with the big foot, and she's like, you know, I don't know what's going on back there, but something. It's like right, and and they don't discuss. Like I'd be like, hold on, Bigfoot, I got to tell him about this real quick. You know, like they don't say anything. <laughs> like yeah, by the way, we just like did it a couple times. I feel right. it, but it happened. And they seem so just like casual about all of that in general i don't know about you maybe they spend a lot of time in the northern california woods and are used to seeing big mythical creatures right i'm not did you notice that the name of the town was henderson like oh my god like harry and the henderson that's funny by the way my favorite bigfoot movie yeah (laughs) by far (laughs) I love that movie. That's I don't know. I have a favorite Bigfoot movie actually. I guess I gotta find one. Oh, that guy Daryl from those commercials. He's pretty good. What one? That guy Daryl from the um insurance commercials. He seems like a cool Bigfoot. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I forgot about that. I was like, (laughs) 
Daryl doesn't seem like a Bigfoot name. And then, oh, yeah, when he's like, Bigfoot, my name's Daryl. Yeah, that guy. That's like, I guess the Beck is higher than that. That does make me laugh, I have to admit. Yeah. So, did anybody else think at any point in the movie that it was going to turn out to just be a big person in a suit, like a Scooby Doo mystery where it was somebody kind of terrorizing the woods, but it was actually a person? Um, not, you know, when the, when the whole other ones came out, I was like, oh, wow. Like the, all the other ones came out and it was like, this is, well, when the other ones came out, I kind of thought to myself, so if there are a hundred of these things, why is he fighting all these hunters by himself? Like, where were they throughout the whole movie? I had the exact same thought. I was like, why are they just showing up when he's one-on-one with this guy? Maybe because they heard their comrade in howl and pain or whatever, as he was being beaten, maybe, or maybe they put off some special scent when they die or something they're like we know we know what's happening but yeah (laughs) that was the same thought i was like if they've all been there then why does he need to kill all these people i feel like he just enjoyed it yeah what was where's the rage coming from oh right that primal Primal rage rage. that primal rage yeah legend of conga (laughs) yeah Yes, the legend is the place where you can go and you can literally take a bear trap off your leg because you're that strong. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, and muddy and strong and muddy. Little, yeah, it, did, it took him a little just, bit, a couple tries. Point, but just rip it open. Yeah. No, it should definitely be harder than that. Like. Yeah. yeah. So I have to wonder, the sheriff guy, throughout the whole beginning of the movie, his little deputy is telling him, oh, I think it's this Bigfoot creature that's out there killing all these people. And he's like, no, no, no. And then at the once he hooks up with the witch and she's helping heal the guy, he has this whole history. And he's like, it's Bigfoot. It's this. And I know how to do this. And I can kill it like that. And he's 100% in. But he was just 20 minutes ago saying that it couldn't be that. I think. Yeah. It, was it the peyote? I think it was. But they don't him realize? explain that clearly. Yeah. They didn't explain it. No, like I kept thinking, I was like, oh, when he's in this like peyote thing, he's going, he's going to see like visions of Bigfoot or whatever. And instead he looks at his friend and his friend keeps flashing like demon eyes of just his eyes going black. And I was like, well, that obviously has nothing to do with Bigfoot because he has red eyes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We've already seen. (laughs) But and nobody else has, just us. The thing and the the guy who, with the, again, big, what was with all this bird imagery if they weren't going to do anything with the bird stuff? I don't know. Like, it was crazy. And the gas station guy, he seemed to know what was going down, but no one was listening to him either. And he just right. doesn't come and back. And he just disappears. Yeah. Like, what did they call him? Um, Nickel Pete, I think is yeah. what it was. Nickel Pete. Yes. And yeah, they mentioned him a couple times and he keeps saying, oh, it's Bigfoot. It's Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, you'd think he'd come back into the picture at, at some least point. At the very end and be like, I told you I was Bigfoot. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or nope. something. And, like, where did she go, by the way? They didn't follow up with her. Like, where is she? She might be pregnant. We don't know. Right. We, that, we might have to wait for the sequel for that, that one, that I guess. That might be the sequel. <laughs> yeah, that would be interesting. Uh, yeah, a family reunion would be very fun. With right? all those Bigfoot. Oh, my That's, gosh. It's well, so and I that, kept thinking... Since there's all of these that came out of the woodwork, I was like, maybe she doesn't even ever make it back because maybe they come out of the woods and get her or Uh, something. You don't know because they don't tell us. She just walks off and that's all we (laughs) she looks like really annoyed that she found the road and there isn't magically a car there. 
I was like, honey, you were driving down this road before. Yeah, like This desolate tiny town doesn't was, have traffic. Right. It was very clearly. <laughs> the one like, sheriff town. Yeah. With right. Nothing but exactly. Roads. Like, mm-hmm. you knew what you yeah. were getting into. Which, by the way, that reminds me. I have to look at my notes. There was some other time where she was doing something and she just looked really annoyed. I feel like it was like, maybe it was right when she saw, like... I have no idea what it was now. (laughs) There was something where I was like, she just looks so annoyed, but it was like, she was reuniting with her husband or like, maybe it was something where she was, should have been more scared, but she just was like, and like rolling her eyes like a teenager. And I was like, when we first found her in the woods, yeah, towards the end and they, she sees him from afar, but they can't really talk to each other. She does. She smiles like a little bit. And then she's just like, no, pay attention to me. Do this, do that. And like, she's bickering with him again. That's right. <laughs> it's life or death right now. Have a little patience. <laughs> right. And she's like signing. She's like, the gun. Through his side. He's just like, a bu- He's what? Like, what? <laughs> like, I'm like, okay, honey. <laughs> I think that was pretty clear. Like... <laughs> I think you should be able to figure that one out. <laughs> well, and so the husband guy, Max, he gets attacked by the Bigfoot when everybody else does. But the Bigfoot doesn't kill him, I guess, because she made some sort of gesture to him. And so the Bigfoot spares him. But he wakes up with this witch woman and the the sheriff tells him, yeah, there's a Bigfoot out there that we have to go kill. He's like, a Bigfoot? That's impossible. It can't be. It's you saw it. He <laughs> threw you across a, right. like a campsite. Yes, there's a Bigfoot. Well, and I still don't understand because the sheriff said to him, I think he said something like Bigfoot would have killed you, but he got too prideful. So I was like, so maybe it was like he wanted the girl to see her kill her husband, but then she was like, and like fainted yeah. or whatever so he's like oh i guess i can't do it now yeah. and it's like <laughs> that doesn't seem like the same bigfoot i just saw rip a jaw off of somebody <laughs> rip a and, jaw like, yes exactly out. Like, he doesn't seem like the kind to hold himself back like, not at all no right. that whole thing with, i don't know why he didn't just kill all of them at the same time and, and i just I, think she just she should should have died in that cave when he was doing his thing right because it just yeah. doesn't make any sense. That whole thing. And then her like being able to get loose. And what was she doing with that tooth in her mouth? Was she like, she like used it to like pinch him to kind of. Flashed his face with it when he got close. Yeah. Like at his eye or something, which it was like, you bought yourself like, I mean, I guess Four it works because she yeah. got apparently used her blood of her wrists to, to lubricate the ropes. Yeah, because all of a sudden the ropes did not look bloody and all of a sudden they were just covered in blood. And I was like, did we miss where she like cut her hands or something to like yeah. lubricate the ropes? And yeah, none of it, none of it makes sense. No, none of it, none of it at all. I mean, he had a head on a pike in yeah. his cave, which like historically speaking, when people would put heads on pikes, it was to ward other people off to be like, this is what I do to you. So yeah. why would he have that privately in a cave? Like, Especially <laughs> privately. Not be discovered. Right. Like, maybe you should stop killing people in groups of like 10. Yeah. And then you won't be discovered. It's a mess, this movie. <laughs> it's a mess. But it's, it's a hot mess. Right. And 
It's only like an hour and 45 minutes, but I don't know about anyone else. It felt so it felt much slow longer. to me. Well, the yeah. first 30 or so minutes, you don't see the Bigfoot really at all. You right. see like a hand or you'll see a foot or he'll be kind of blurry off in the distance, but you don't really. And it's almost ha- it's past half an hour in before you see him. And I was about ready to give up. And then he shows up in the Predator mask. Right. <laughs> and he's got a bow and arrow and shit. And I was like, oh, I'm back in. I'm back in. Right. And it didn't even look but, like a primitive made, like the bow kind of did. But the arrow definitely looked yeah, he like. Was shooting arrows that you buy at like a store. Right. Those weren't like, yeah. it wasn't like a stick with a, you know, arrowhead put on maybe it. Maybe he takes them from people that he kills. But yeah. That could be it. Right. But his, that's, his that's, like his aim with throwing rocks. I mean, wow. That's on point. <laughs> he beamed that guy in the head from like 50 yards away. And then knocked him off a cliff. <laughs> yeah. And like, if he was planning on going after them already, why did he have to, like, I just don't understand. Why did he have to do that? Yeah. In the and what, yeah. And the big thing too is like that first night when they're sleeping outside, why didn't he just come and get them that night? Right. Instead, he steals her clothes. Yeah. yeah, which I was like, when they did, I was like, oh my god, really? Okay, yeah. so now we have to see her like prance around in her underwear the whole time. Like, yeah. okay, like I see what you're doing. I guess yeah. they were just really trying to drive home that this Bigfoot was like a creeper, in a, yeah. a in addition to being a crazy, you know, murderous animal. Rapist. He was also right. just like really infatuated with this girl to a creepy degree, where he like steals her clothes and. You know, abducts her and all that. Maybe they felt like they had to justify why he was still following these people around. Instead of just killing them. Or even just letting them, you know, drive off or like, you know, go away or whatever, you know, that he's like, I have to keep following them and hunt them down. Because he, they could have, you know, they could have just walked away from the river and gone back to the road and gotten their car and left and never have known that Bigfoot existed mm-hmm. if they if it really was about hiding. So I guess that it had to be like a, you know, this is why he goes after all these people and kills everybody is because he's just obsessed with this chick. Yeah. I guess. Like, well, good thing. He, well, I'm glad he had that corpse sort of body to throw at their car to like stop them. Right, yeah. yeah. Genius. Like, like, I'm just going to go ahead and throw this dead body. You happen to have a naked dead guy running away from him right. at the time. Right, yeah. Um. Yeah, that was, like, and okay, does he eat people? It kind of seems like seem- he had bodies back at his cave. And that's what made me think of, like, why else would he bring these bodies back to his cave if not to, like, He's having little tea parties in there. them. <laughs> He sets them up around the campfire. and I don't know if you guys noticed this, but there were two of the like hunter guys who I felt did not fit in with the rest of the pack. Uh, yeah. The old guy with the glasses? Yeah, who looked yeah. like suburban dads. Like... I w- they kept flipping to them and I was like, are they like their accountants? Like, are they going to explain how these two happen well, to be with these very the redneck looking guys? Egging it on the most. They're right? like, yeah, you tell them our role and everything. When that kept happening, I was like, what is this? I don't buy this dynamic. Yeah, the the creepy gas station and then wood 
guys, I guess. I don't know. They were just too like over the top. They, they, they were very in a like way that I don't think real people really eighties bullies yeah. kind yeah. of thing. Like but more yeah, <clears throat> sexually aggressive. Right, right. Yeah. Fair. And like hiding hiding the walkie talkie thing and the guys like, oh it does work and they're like, Oh, it does work. It's like what are they planning to do with these guys? If that was my question. Like, what are you hunting and what are you planning to do with these two people you just they found? Right. They were going to like take his wife. And then when somebody would be like, yeah, he'd be like, no, shut up. We're not doing that. Right. And then he'd push it again. And somebody would be like, yeah. And he'd be like, no, <laughs> they spent, very weird dynamic. They were setting up for themselves. And I felt like they spent way too much time with them. Like, yes. first of all, I didn't care about them anyway. No, the whole movie didn't need them at all. No, it didn't. No, and, not at all. And then they're like, Back and forth, like they weren't scary, they weren't intimidating, they were just really annoying with yes. how much they kept. We don't like convicts, like they were just really on top of that thing while threatening to like kidnap his wife. Like, be like, for someone who doesn't like, co- like, is your problem that he committed a crime and got caught? You only like people who commit crimes and get away with it? Like, is that what your pet peeve is here? <laughs> Clearly, you don't have a problem with crime in general because right. you're about to murder or, like, rape this woman. Right. Like, right. Right. Like, crime doesn't seem to be the hang up here. So I'm guessing no. it's just the getting caught doing crime is the thing. It, that was, yeah. That- they were completely unnecessary, completely unnecessary. Well, Absolutely. If they were going to have that, like they could have made it to where the kid that he killed was one of their kids. Right. Yeah. And yeah. they would have had together. a real reason to like hate, hate it. Hate it. it. Right. That, and they could have like, yeah, <laughs> it would have right. been better if, if, out of if they like lured them in instead of like an axe or the Bigfoot luring them in. Like the guys in the gas station luring, oh, this guy that did it, lure him in, blah, blah, right. blah. And then the Bigfoot comes in and he's like, ah, but no, that didn't happen. No. And then, and like, at one point you're supposed to, I guess, think they're like menacing, but then they're making jokes like they're the freaking three stooges over just how like stupid they are. And like, I just couldn't, it felt like even with writing the script that they couldn't decide what they wanted to do with these guys. And so I'm just like, yeah, that's when you just take them out. Well, and it made <laughs> like, it a lot less satisfying when they all inevitably died because you're like, of course they're all going to die. Like right. as soon as they showed up, you know, oh, they're, they're going to get killed obviously one by one. cannon fodder. Like, right. Like hmm. that is the only reason. And that's the only reason why their gang of like rednecks is so big because he had all these ideas of these crazy deaths, I guess, that yes. he wanted to do. So yeah. he needs so many of them to do it. Yeah, like, you have to justify that with the script, dude. <laughs> like, yeah, well, and yeah, so the whole plot of those people, and a lot of the plot with involving like the sheriff and the deputy and his whole like drug trip he has to go on. Yeah, I didn't need most of that either. Yeah, most no. of that was completely. At least I liked them better than yeah. the other guys. But yeah, most of that side of the story was also unnecessary. So after he goes to his little peyote party, where, by the way. <laughs> They have one Folgers coffee can for these like eight people that are all d- taking this drug to throw up into. <laughs> like he, they hand him oh, right. and it's just one that's little coffee right. can. I'm like, that's not for everybody, is it? But anyway, <laughs> so he finishes his drug trip and decides like, okay, it's a Bigfoot. I'm gonna go hunt it. Doesn't go grab 
what appears to be the only other cop in town, his deputy, right. that really believes it's a Bigfoot and wants to hunt him down. Right. He doesn't think like, hey, buddy, come with us while we hunt. He just leaves him behind. I was wondering where he, I was like, why is he not helping in this search? Why would you go after a Bigfoot, just yourself and this injured man who knows nothing about Bigfoot? Like, that does not seem like a good but who strategy. Apparently is a total warrior badass in these situations because right. he just, like at the end turns into like John Rambo and <laughs> right somehow suddenly is like it's because he spent so much time learning about shanks in prison and talking about them. <laughs> he spent like the first 10 minutes he's on screen talking about you shanks. Know, I made a shank and you got to do this with your shank and then if you shank a guy he shanks you back. <laughs> He said the word shank probably 25 times in the beginning he of this did. movie. He said it so much. <laughs> yeah, he, he did. So that at the end, that's how he was going to kill right. the Bigfoot was like shanking him like prison style and real fast and like, right. nah, not really. Yeah. Right. That would actually would have been great. That would have been great. It would have at least made things come back full circle. And that's yeah. not. It's not what no. at all. They went yeah. back to that weird dreamy sequence he had towards the beginning. But that's about all as far as going full circle, which, but I mean, that whole beginning thing was awkward too. We have like 10 minutes of credits and driving through the California like woods or whatever, I guess to show how remote this place is. Mm-hmm. And I'm not gonna lie, it's beautiful scenery, yeah. but I started to get quite dizzy. <laughs> like, I don't know about anyone else. I was getting motion sickness, just watching the like windy camera work. And then she goes to pick him up from the prison. He comes out, they get in the car and they're not talking. And I'm guessing we're supposed to think it's like 10, 15 minutes down the road. And he just looks at her and it's like, hi. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, I get that y'all haven't talked and you're wanting to show that you haven't talked, but why start with hi? hi. <laughs> like, and then not say anything about why did you start with hi? <laughs> like, that's a really weird open 15 minutes into us being together back in the car. Like It's so ridiculous. The whole thing, it was all ridiculous. Like none of it made sense. And she was so mad at him, but then I they know. like pulled over and she's like, yeah, I'll do this with you on the side of the road. And the way that it seemed like she didn't live very far from the jail. So right. how far you're not that far from the jail. You had to pull over and do the deed, but then get gassed and then get killed. Wow. Right. Right. It just didn't make any sense. And she was, I'm sorry. To be she fair, was, they saved time by only having sex for about 10 seconds. Well, and uh, speaking yeah. of, I felt she was too harsh. He's been in jail for over yeah. a year. Like, she, things happen. She made him feel really bad about Let it. Let it go. <laughs> like, yeah. she was so angry at him. I was like, <laughs> honey, check yourself. <laughs> like, it's okay. <laughs> she was angry a lot through the whole thing of just yeah. in ways I didn't feel that were like called for. I don't yeah. know. It was Trey Bazaar. <laughs> Trey. Trey. Trey Bazaar. <laughs> <laughs> if y'all have anything else to add, I think I'm about tapped out on most of my observations. Yep, uh, I'm yeah. good. I got I got in everything I needed to say. <laughs> <laughs> we got our primal rage out about yes, this did. movie. <laughs> it was ridiculous. 
But we're so glad that you came on the show with us and got to do this with us. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. I really liked it. Oh, we loved having you. We're glad you had a good time. Yeah. Thank you. I definitely did. I definitely did. We were nervous beforehand, but I I think think it went pretty well. Yeah. 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 I I loved hearing your input. Thank you. Yeah. It was awesome. And now it is time for our segment, Best and Worst, where we scour the internet to find the best reviews for this movie that we could find and the worst reviews for this movie that we could find. Yep, yep. Uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, it has a non-applicable critic score because not enough critics ever have reviewed it. Uh, the audience score is 44%. On IMDb, it has a 4.9 out of 10. And so we'll turn it over to Sadie to read the good reviews first. Yes. All right, so first up, we've got Cat Hughes from Hollywood News. Sasquatch, or Bigfoot as it is better known, is one of mankind's biggest myths. It's strange, then, that there aren't many movies featuring Bigfoot, especially in the horror arenas, as all other monstrous entities have, ha- or have had hundreds, if not thousands, of cinematic adventures. When pushed to name a Bigfoot-centric film, all that springs to mind is Harry and the Hendersons, and that's not exactly frightening. All of these reasons make director Patrick McGee's movie, Primal Rage, a very intriguing prospect. The Bigfoot itself is handled very well. The creature could have all too easily been a stupid, rampaging, giant primate killing machine, but is instead an intelligent being. It is even capable of making weapons and laying traps. In many ways, McGee's creation is a Sasquatch predator. The iconic film has clearly influenced the director with several scenes, clear homages to John McTiernan's classic. It is in these moments when primal rage is at its best. McGee, who also plays the creature, is very clever with how he displays it. Practical effects are hard to achieve on a limited budget, but McGee's background in visual effects means he knows just how to cheat things. He never shows too much, especially early on, and even when we do see more, it's in fleeting snatches. Primal Rage is a film in two halves. It starts uh, stripped and simple, but veers off into unnecessary territory towards the end. Hmm. However, it is still an exciting entry into the criminally sparse Bigfoot genre. And for... Listeners who didn't know, and if you don't know, uh, McGee uh, did visual effects for Spider-Man and yeah, he has a very uh, long... Jurassic Park 3. Yeah. Yeah, like he's done a lot of like big things. It's interesting. Okay, and so we've got one more. I love it. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Kate Hughes, or Cat Hughes, gave it three out of five stars. Mm, I'm going to butcher this, and I don't want to. Emiliano... Camacho Cruz is a Google review. They wrote a poem for us. <laughs> we have a nice little poem. I'm going to try to re- read it as dramatically as possible. Primal punch. Don't get me angry. Get a load of this. I've got the right stuff. Playtime's over. The power of science. To the moon and back. I do not want a banana. Peanut butter? Oh, yeah. Sorry about that. Can't keep a good ape down. Five stars. <laughs> very, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> very special little poem right there for it. <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> that, I, 
you know, when I used to teach literature, I don't know how I never got around to teaching this poem. It's pretty brilliant. He doesn't mention the rape. <laughs> nope, doesn't. Doesn't. Le- <laughs> peanut butter gets mentioned. But <laughs> I don't remember peanut butter in the movie. <laughs> I don't either. But it made it to the Apparently, poem. Apparently, yeah. All right. So that means I have the pleasure of reading the bad reviews. Our first bad review comes from uh, number seven, an <laughs> Amazon reviewer, who says, in all caps... The blonde chick was handling the monster for three quarters of the film while her husband was passed out like a flower. Then at the end, he tells her to run for safety while he fights the monster. Please. I paused the film to write this. I hope the husband dies in the end. Thanks. Two stars. Well, number seven, guess what? He does. Your wish was granted. But also, like, I get what they're saying. Like, the chick does handle most everything and it's. But it's like, it's not his, the, the husband's fault that he was passed out most of the time. Yeah, like, he got knocked out. Right, exactly. Like a flower. He didn't like, yeah, it wasn't just like he swooned. And like, Eek, a Bigfoot. Right. Like, Get him, baby. Um, he definitely tried to keep up and like, uh, interesting take. Okay. All right, so our next review comes from August 78865 on IMDb, and he had some very specific problems with this movie. (laughs) There are too many people giving good grades to this movie. The movie at the start seems to be good, has a slow pace and a great atmosphere. The lack of music contributes to making the initial accident more dramatic. But nevertheless, unfortunately, it falls too much in bad performances, big, big, big moments of SJW. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what? Uh-oh. But this doesn't... Unless... Sorry to interrupt, but unless I miss some pretty big things, I don't remember there being a big thread of, like, SJW-like. Well, let's... Let's hear it. Have him break it down for <laughs> me. Okay. You're right. Here we go. August. Let's see what he says to say. It's fine that people who are not white are racist and misogynist, but the film makes it clear that white men should always be stupid, patriarchal, and murdered by the monster slash defender of the forest. (laughs) Also, there we have something for environmentalists slash anti-hunting slash anti-guns to love the movie. Misogynist hunters killed by an animal with mystical influence of the Native American tribes. Wow, all that in a single movie? Yup. Swallow it. (laughs) He goes on to say... Besides, surprise, Bigfoot wants to have children just because he is probably bored of hunting and eating white men that are creating chaos in the forest. The stupid thing about this movie is that the girl, after her zoophilic experience, can still run with a gun and chase the Bigfoot instead of just running away. So we do agree on that one small point. That she can still run. Yeah, that it seems odd that she was able to kick so much ass after what happened to her. The entire transition with the scene behind the store with Indian bosses is unnecessary. There are almost 30 minutes of indigenous pro-inclusion propaganda film in a oh horror movie besides the deputy acid trip that are forced on the film. I would rather oh prefer to watch a documentary, okay? This is supposed to be a horror flick. The film tries to justify all this footage so that the sheriff and the husband meet and then re-enter the forest just for themselves armed with magic weapons. My opinion, bad writing plus a subtle agenda. One star. I have so many issues with that review. It almost makes me 
want to like the movie more. I know it really does. It makes me want to like the movie just despite that guy. Cause I'm like, dude, first of all, I think you're reading way too much into that. I get that a bunch of white guys were killed and they happen to all be misogynistic assholes, but like, I'm not sure that that was the message that they were trying to send that don't be a white misogynistic asshole or Bigfoot's going to kill you. Like (laughs) Bigfoot didn't come off as like the hero who was saving people from these assholes. Yeah, no, you're meant to feel bad for the people that have died, I think, even though they're terrible. I don't know. Yeah, maybe for the way they died. I mean, but yeah, but that's that's a weird take. What was his name? Austin? August. August. Weird take, August. Weird take. And like, I, I think he has other things to work through besides right. this movie. Yeah. 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 We could do a whole episode just responding to that review because I have so many things I want to say in response to that. Oh my God. Okay. There simply isn't the time. No, there isn't. There is not enough time. So I'll have to take it up with him later. <laughs> you get off easy this time, August. <laughs> I have a lot of thoughts for you. None of them good thoughts. (laughs) Prepare thyself. Yes. Okay. So, without further ado, I believe that brings us to... Sadie's Rabbit Hole. Cha-cha. Cha-cha. I don't know if I dig the cha-cha. Well, I didn't do it for you, so... All right. Fair enough. Now, I really don't like it. (laughs) Okay. So, first of all, which kind of helps respond to some of August's bullshittery as well, um, instead of it being forced Native American inclusion stuff, is that actually the, like, legend of Sasquatch originally comes, like, like, that term was, like, a Native term used in some tribes um, in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, it was actually like Sasquatch. It, you know, morphed into Sasquatch. But in the movie, they use the term Oma a lot. Yeah. And that I discovered, like, actually, I guess whoever did that particular research on just like one little segment of their information in Northern California, that's like where the tribes of the... um the Hoopa and the Yurok Indians tribes have always been. And um, Oma is essentially those two tribes, like their version of, of like Sasquatch, the Sasquatch legend. And so that's actually fairly accurate. Like I did a lot of research to figure out because that's not a term you hear a lot. And so I was like, yeah, I'd never heard it before. Does anyone really use this term a lot? And yes, actually it is. What, um, about, what about conga or whatever the subtitle actually was? Yeah. Which is very confusing. So no, that is not like a generally, ex- at least I could not find anywhere that that is considered like a generally accepted term. I found a lot of Native American different tribal terms for a Sasquatch type being, especially in the Pacific Northwest, which is where a lot of that is. But Conga, the best reference I could find to it of where that might have come from is um, in the 60s, there was like a B horror movie called Conga in the, and it was like, a la, like, King Kong type thing, like a ripoff of King like Kong. a giant monkey? Yeah, it was a giant ape. Like, I think it was supposed to be a gorilla. Yeah. Um, and so that 
that's the closest thing I could find as being what they could be referencing. But it's very odd to have that in your title and never mention it. Well, and it's in. I only found that on their IMDb page. It's not on the poster. It's not in the movie anywhere. Mm-hmm. But it is listed as the title on IMDb is Primal Rage colon The it, Legend of Well, Conga. and if you look up the term Conga and you look up Conga Bigfoot, everything that pops up is about this movie. Like, and this movie apparently had like three different titles at different points. Uh, One was Legend of Oma, which makes more sense. Legend of Conga. And then there was like Primal Rage, like Bigfoot Returns or something, which I also didn't understand because in the 1980s, there was a Primal Rage movie, but I've never seen it. But from what I was reading about it, it does not seem to have anything to do with Bigfoot. It was about like a mad scientist yeah, experiment. I don't think this is a, a remake or anything connected to that. I, I think don't think it is either. Name. Yeah, but they like make it sound like like when it's like Bigfoot returns or like if you look up Primal Rage 2, it links to this movie. I don't know if they wanted it to or they just were like, let's be associated with this 80s. But like, yeah, they have nothing in common. Okay. So anyway, I did a lot of research on Bigfoot in my, in my rabbit hole. I've learned a lot about him and so and different like beliefs and stuff. The best information coming from, and I might be saying his name wrong. I'm sorry. I should have Googled how to pronounce his name because I'm just really bad with pronunciation. Um, David Paulides, he runs a website called like nabigfootsearch.com. You guys should check it out. It's actually really fun to look at. It's got some interesting stuff. And so that stands for North America Bigfoot Bigfoot Search. And he has written actually multiple books on the subjects, including a like six book series called Missing 411, which they actually did like a little documentary about or like a couple movies about. Which, oddly enough, is like the best documentation that is out there right now about a bunch of missing person cases from spanning like throughout different times. I think he has some cases that are like the 1920s and stuff that he's researched of just people who've gone missing from national parks that like a lot of people throughout the years have gone missing in national parks, but the na- there's no like federal log of it. I wonder if that's who they base Nickel Pete off of. Because <laughs> he seems to be keeping track of all the missing people. <laughs> that could be. Although David Pollard seems a little more together than this guy, than Nick- Nickel Pete did. Nickel Pete was the smartest character in this whole movie. <laughs> he knew what was up. He was ready for it. <laughs> but it's it's interesting because it is you wouldn't expect a, like a Bigfoot theorist person to to have the best compiled research and like the most in-depth compiled research about all these people who've gone missing from U.S. national parks throughout the... And I think even some he's looked at parks in different countries too. But yeah, there's no like federal database of people who've gone missing in national parks or anything. Um, And a lot of times the parks like themselves handle it rather than the like local police or whatever. And so it's just... I don't know. He, he thinks that some might be connected to Bigfoot, I'm sure. But he actually, and I have to say, props to him for this, is he never actually like puts down his theory of what he thinks happened to them, to these missing people, just out of respect of the families. The I mean, some, some are children and, you know, people of different ages. But the fact that he compiles it together and like, talks about it on his Bigfoot website. Like you can tell he thinks he <laughs> you definitely know what he thinks happened. Yeah. Right. I don't know if he thinks all of it was Bigfoot, 
Some sounds like it could be aliens. I You'd think like all of that. It was Bigfoot. So before um, I want to, I, I want to share with you guys just some of the very interesting cases about from these mis- because there are really, really freaky cases of like how in the hell did that happen? But before we do that, let's go over a few known quote unquote traits of Bigfoot. <laughs> Just in case you see something out there and you want to know, like, is this the Chupacabra or is this Bigfoot or is this the Skunk Ape or Mothman? Number one better be Big Feet. (laughs) Well, he is thought to be around or they are because it's, I guess, a whole like species or whatever. Thought to be around like six to eight possibly even reaching 10 foot tall, around six to 800 pounds. And yes, very big feet. Um, They're also very fast. They can run up to 30 to 35 miles per hour. That's pretty fast. Um, Their teeth are similar to human teeth, though. um, One of the things I was reading said that they theorized that if... They were like that missing connect that they'd be actually closest to like orangutans and orangutans have apparently teeth that are very human like almost. Now, do do any of these facts have to do with them using weapons and building predator masks? Actually, I'm well, I I don't have anything about the predator masks, but um, but uh, they supposedly have an above average sense of smell and night vision, uh, but below average hearing, which is interesting. But this one I found interesting. Some habits include rock throwing because at the very beginning when he hits the guy with the rock, that guy right I was head. like, why is like Bigfoot throwing stones at some? Apparently that's a thing. Rock throwing, wood banging, uh, stone piles. How do you mean banging? <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. They didn't They didn't go <laughs> into more depth. What I learned in this movie is that Bigfoot has some urges right. that need to be satisfied. No, and apparently he... Um, Leaving little piles of stones <laughs> is like a thing. I guess building little piles of stones and leaving them, as well as yelling, screaming, uh, using gibberish. Um, I also read a lot that apparently Bigfoot likes to whistle. <laughs> so if you're alone in the woods and you hear whistling, watch out, people. Does he have favorite songs that he likes to whistle? That I don't know. Um, They supposedly have the ability to swim, jump down cliffs, and climb trees. And, and, you know, how I was wondering about how Bigfoot was getting around the woods so quietly. Apparently, they are known for being very stealthy, very good at stalking. And there have been several stories of people being supposedly abducted by a Bigfoot throughout like through the 1800s early 1900s um including from groups of native americans such as the hoopa indians um and yeah it was i did find it interesting that a lot of different tribes had similar stories of this like giant hairy ape man some would be like some of the story like all through the pacific northwest and some of the stories would be that they were very gentle like they brought good luck they would be helpers even or protectors some were like stories of like stealing children there was and pt dubs there was an article where they were like some weren't violent you know they'd steal they might steal some things from around camp or steal the wives and i'm like wait what 
Oh, How do you not count that as being violent and ah, dangerous? Shit, I gotta go pick up a new wife today. I didn't like, how is that not included in your list of bad things? It's okay, honey. He just wants you. <laughs> go with him. Anyway, now we're going to hear just, I'm going to read to you guys a couple, like a few stories of just some very interesting. Um, so this is from a website, Top Tens with a Z, top10s.net. That's how you know it's official. Exactly. But it's, um, they're basically summarizing the top 10, their top 10 missing 411 cases, like from that series. Uh, and I'm going to read you my favorite four from that. Okay. Okay. So first we have Stephen Kubaki. So in February 1977, 24-year-old man named Stephen Kubaki was cross-country skiing through the snow near Lake Michigan. Once he reached the edge of the lake, he took his skis off to sit down and rest. When he got up to leave, his own tracks were gone, and he became lost. The last thing he remembers was walking through the snow, feeling numb and exhausted. He blacked out. In the blink of an eye, it was spring. He was lying in a grassy field in the middle of a forest, wearing clothes that weren't here his. Sitting next to him was a stranger's backpack containing running shoes and glasses that did not belong to him either. He hiked to the nearest town and asked a local resident where he was. They told him he was in Pittsfield, Massachusetts, 700 miles away from where he had been skiing. His aunt and father lived in Pittsfield, so he knocked on his aunt's door. His family was in shock, hugging him and asking where he had been. Kubaki had been missing for 14 months. Jesus. Yeah. When Kabaki had first gone missing, the search team found his poles and skis at the edge of the lake. There was only one set of his footprints leading toward the water, but none walking away. They could only assume he drowned himself in the freezing lake. He had been missing for so long, everyone assumed he must be dead. The official explanation is that he had amnesia and that he was... Uh, wandering in a fugue state. But even doctors are baffled by this case. It's extremely rare for someone to lose their memory for such a large chunk of time, and it still leaves so many unanswered questions. His story was included in a psychology case um, case study in a book about amnesia, but even experts have been unable to figure out what actually happened. Well, and then he earns a PhD in psychology, but um, he still can't find any answers to his, his own disappearance. He And so he started to explore and write about um, the possibility of alternate universes. So I'm guessing that's what he's wondering is if that's the answer to his. Um, A Bigfoot took him to an alternate universe? Well, so not all of these are blamed on Bigfoot, like I said. Okay, I was waiting for Bigfoot to come in. No, remember, so like the missing four, these are all like really weird, unexplained cases of people who went missing in national parks okay but but it's by the bigfoot like the guy who researches bigfoot but he doesn't like offer an explanation for any of them he just basically documents all of them and so then it's up to us to kind of think about and decide but they're really weird okay so next we have james mcgrogan So in 2014, a medical doctor named James McGrogan went on a split snowboard trip with friends in Vail, Colorado. Not many people have heard of split snowboarding. This is a sport that's a lot like cross-country skiing or hiking in snowshoes. He came prepared with a cell phone and a satellite GPS system. He was much faster than his friends, so he said he would wait for them at the next stop. They lost sight of him and he never saw them uh, and never saw him at any of the stops along the trail. 
When the search team went looking for him, they found no tracks in the snow that veered off the trail. So they had no idea where he could have possibly gone. Five days later, his body was discovered 4.5 miles away as the crow flies. So it was more like a 14-mile hike if you were actually like having to hike it and climb it. Um, as he would have had to climb up mountains in order to get there. His body was found by two hikers at the bottom of a frozen waterfall. The search party had gone over that area multiple times before, but had never seen him until that day. Really interesting part, or gross and sad part. McGrogan was mangled in a strange position. His skull was crushed as if he had fallen from the sky. He was still wearing the full ski outfit and helmet, but there were no boots on his feet, and he had taken off his gloves. The search and rescue team later found his discarded split snowboard, but they never found his boots. His cell phone and GPS were still working, and he had packed a backup battery as well. They tested the area where he was found, and there was a cell phone signal. Yet he never called anyone for help. The police deemed this as an accidental death and closed the case. Pretty freaky. Yeah. Sounds like someone like just picked him up and dropped him from the sky. <laughs> Threw him off of a waterfall, apparently. Right. Yeah. Pretty bananas. All right, and so next we have Dennis Martin. This was on Father's Day weekend in 1969. This is one of the sad uh, cases of a child. So just warning on that. Buckle up. Sad. Six-year-old Dennis Martin was at a Smoky Mountains National Park with his brother, father, and grandfather. They camped out for the night, and the next day, a man approached Mr. Martin asking if his sons wanted to play with his kids. Since they were about the same age, Dennis's father agreed, and the children started a big game of hide-and-seek. Dennis's father kept his eye on his son from a distance. Dennis hid behind a tree, and when the other kids jumped to reveal themselves, Dennis didn't. His father got up and ran over to where he had last seen his son, and he was gone. The Appalachian Trail was nearby, so he ran at full speed for two miles yelling and calling for Dennis, but he couldn't find his son. They called park rangers and spent all night looking for him. The search for Dennis Martin became massive. The FBI, Green Berets, park rangers, and local volunteers searched for six weeks. The only thing they found belonging to Dennis was one shoe and one sock. They never found a body. Paul Eitz conducted interviews and dug through files with testimonies. The Key family had been camping in the park that same weekend, and they asked park rangers where they could go see uh, go to see bears. They were told where to go, and when they arrived, they reported hearing a scream. The child pointed at the top of the hill, saying that he saw a bear. The father said it looked more uh, looked more like a scary-looking, wild, hairy mountain man dodging behind trees while carrying something over its shoulder. So there's a Bigfoot case for you. 1969 Father's Day weekend, man. All right, I have one last one for you, and this is another child is sad. Jared Atadero. In 1999, a three-year-old boy named Jared Atadero was living with his sister and father, Alan, at the resort Jared's dad worked at in the Comanche Wilderness, which is a national park in Colorado. A Christian singles group was staying at the resort, and one of the women in the group offered to take Alan's kids with them for a few hours uh, to a local fish hatchery. They never asked Alan if they could take the children hiking as well, but they saw a sign for a nearby trail and decided at the last minute that they would go through the forest. The Christian singles were so involved in their own hikes that they lost track of Jared, and he wandered away from the group. Two hikers in the area saw him walking alone, but assumed his parents must be nearby. After this, he was never seen again. 
In 2003, two hikers climbed up a very steep rock face, roughly 550 feet above the trail. They found one child's tooth, a piece of skull, and Jared's clothes, which were fully intact. They had been taken off his body and turned inside out. There was one shoe which looked brand new. Somehow it was perfectly preserved for those four years. The area where his remains were found was far too difficult for a child to climb to himself, and it would have been an unnecessarily difficult location for an adult kidnapper to carry him. It also doesn't line up with a bear or cougar attack pattern because the clothes would have been ripped and covered in blood. The Atadero family is still haunted by the unanswered questions. And that's like the part that was so weird is that one was one of the ones in the documentary because I watched it last week. (laughs) And um, that was one of the things that was so weird is how his clothes were just like, they weren't like dirty or messy. There was no blood or anything. And they were inside out. Yeah. So they were taken off. His yeah. shoes didn't have any drag marks. And like, you know, little kids, if they're picked up and out of like against their will or whatever, they're kicking those feet and those little shoes go flying off. And I guess one shoe and one sock went missing. And, and it's one just, tooth. Yeah. One tooth and one piece of skull. And that was all they found with his clothes that were just like, yeah, in an area that they had been searching. Like it's, it's that, that seems to be one of the couple of them where they had searched uh the area and then came back and then found him. And so it's like somebody (laughs) saw you searching here and decided to, or something saw you searching (laughs) or a group of some things (laughs) with bows and arrows. Exactly. Exactly. No, but yeah, if you're interested, the documentary, I believe it's on Hulu and uh, Amazon Prime, uh, Missing 411. It's sad, but it's very interesting. And it it covers like maybe four or five of these cases, but there's like six books he's written on it. So yeah, it's a lot of these exact same kinds of stories. Bigfoot's be hungry. Yeah, I guess so. Of just unexplained disappearances where, yeah. People go missing, no one can find them, or they find they recover their bodies days later in areas where they had clearly searched and been before. It was it's weird. Anyway, that's all I've got for you today. <laughs> Those were all alien stories, though, clearly. I knew that no, I had a feeling though. I was like, every single one of these, he's gonna think that they're aliens. Like every one of these. He doesn't think, he knows. Uh-huh. Except what about the wild, hairy mountain man looking guy? That one sounds the most like a Bigfoot case. I mean, there can be hairy aliens. Chewbacca. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> Although, I don't know. Well, I guess unless all these... He carried shit slung over his shoulder, too. (laughs) So So it sounds like it was a Chewbacca sighting. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, so that's all I've got for you on Sadie's Rabbit Hole. Let's get to our ratings. All right. So what's our unit going to be? Oh, boy. That's the thing I forgot to do was the unit. I suggested slash I wrote down in my notebook squished heads because he squishes heads a lot and they just like yeah. pop like grapes <laughs> ripped people's heads open at the jaw a couple yeah, of times too. that was woof, that was gnarly but that's not necessarily a bad thing to have in a movie <laughs> I love yeah a not a bad head. thing I guess to have in a movie but it's not something <laughs> I'd want in life <laughs> true <laughs> very true so that's what I was thinking of is as something that you would not want <laughs> All right, we can go with squished heads. Okay. So how many squished heads did you give it? I gave it four 
squished okay. heads. So again, reminding listeners in case you've forgotten, our scale is the more of something you have, the worse your movie is. The less you have, the better. Because our units are always something you don't want a lot of. So yeah, I say four because they had some interesting shots and the special effects were really good. But the script was horrible. The acting was horrible. Nothing about the storyline or plot made sense or was interesting. (laughs) Like they just for the completely unnecessary rape scene. (laughs) Like, I just can't get over when I saw I just at that moment, I was just like, oh, nothing you do can redeem this movie for me now. It's hard to come back from. You can't unring that bell. Right. Exactly. Yeah, that was that was wrong on so many levels. So, yeah. Um, I gave it a three, uh, kind of for similar reasons. Um, I feel like there was the the trappings of something decent was in there, like the the idea of, you know, what if Predator was instead of being some sort of alien hunter was just like a super smart Bigfoot, right? And yeah, the effect, like all the practical effects were good. You know, the Bigfoot mm-hmm. itself actually looked pretty good. You know, the Except those head. red eyes. Well, yeah. And they gave him the predator mouth at the end at one point too, when he like screamed open and his lips like flew back and stuff. Yeah, and it was that just was weird. Predator, but yeah, they they knew what they were doing with the effects clearly. Um, but yeah, there were a lot of things that just could have been taken out mm-hmm. and replaced with better scenes. Yeah, I probably would have given it a three until that rape scene. Yeah, that definitely needed That's to go. What the threw whole it down, peyote like, thing, I think, needed me. to go. Or they could have done something productive with it where he saw a vision of Bigfoot or like had a memory unlocked through this peyote ceremony where he remembered seeing Bigfoot as a kid and suddenly he believes, you know, like they could have made it productive. Instead, it just was odd and weird. Yeah. Yeah. It it definitely falls off the rails very quickly towards the end. Right. But yeah. So I say three out of five squishy heads, squished heads. (laughs) All right. So alternate title. You seem <laughs> to want to get yours I, out of the way first. I wish I could remember the one I thought of like right before we started recording because I was like, oh, I like that one better. But now I can't remember what that was. So um, I'll read the one that I wrote that's not that great, but still at least gets the point across, which was Primal Rage colon Bigfoot Belongs Behind Bars. <laughs> <laughs> yes, all Bigfoots. Uh, <laughs> right exactly yes oh that's a good one damn it it should have been that yes all bigfoot i had a couple different ones like to to catch a predator bigfoot <laughs> oh my god no that's exactly that's literally the idea now that you said it that's literally the idea i'd had i was like to catch a predator bigfoot edition yeah is exactly the idea i'd had before we started damn it but that's that's yeah. good same or wavelength just, babe. you know predator foot or oh <laughs> my god it's bigfoot Oh my god. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> thing, that was my personal favorite. Because <laughs> they called him Oma. Right. Oh my god. <laughs> oh goodness. Okay. So yeah, so I guess that's all we have on Primal Rage. Yes. Thanks again to Kelly Smith for joining us today. Yes. Super fun. And our first guest. Hopefully historic, not our last. Right. Hopefully not our last. A historic moment for this podcast. All right. And so, in two short weeks, we will be discussing our next movie, which is the 2017 
Netflix original film, Death Note. Yes. Based upon the anime slash, I think it was a manga-like comic series as well of the same name. Yeah, it was like a comic series, a TV show, like I think a cartoon one and a live action. Like it's like a whole big thing in Japan. This one had all of the Japan violently removed from it. Right. But yeah, it is available on Netflix. Uh, Let's take a listen to a clip from Death Note. Hey, kid. It's pronounced Ryuk. Ryuk. Oh. Hi. Sorry for the mispronunciation. Ryuk, what exactly can I do uh, with this death note? What exactly did you have in mind? Well, it says that I can specify the manner of death. If I can choose how they die, does that mean that I can actually control them? Every human spends the last moments of his life in the shadow of a death god. If we so desire, we can influence those moments. There are, of course, limitations. Rule 20. A subject can be influenced for no more than two days leading up to his death. Two days? Your fingers are huge. Rule 28. Each death must be physically possible, so no shark attacks while someone's on the toilet. (laughs) As much as I love that idea. Uh, Where did it come from? The history of the note is as long as history itself. But who gave it to me? I mean, did you give it to me? The last keeper of the note passed away. It fell to me to find a new one. What if I didn't want it? You may pass it on, or better yet, I will. How would you do that? I told you. When the note is separated from the keeper for seven days, I find a new one. Who wrote those warnings about you in the margins? Oh, is that what we're going to do with the note light? Rules and warnings? All right. As we said, you can view Death Note on Netflix. We will be back here in two weeks' time to discuss it. Um, Also, in a week or so... um, Look out for us. We're going to be on our friend, our friends, Four Nerds by Nerds, uh, their podcast, doing an interview with them. And so uh, you'll be able to check us out there and check them out, too. They're a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, also, check out our social media if you haven't. You know, yeah. While you're there checking out our friends, um, hop on over to So Horrified. Give right. us your yeah. suggestions for movies. Leave your comments. Tell us what you love that we're doing. Um, leave ratings and reviews on whatever platform you use to listen. That's always very right, helpful. Right, right. And one other uh, quick note about our what would have been our previous episode uh we talked about it on social media a little bit but we had planned to do the fanatic with john travolta i mean we did do it we did we We, We planned to release it yeah um but the day that it was scheduled to come out was the day that kelly preston john travolta's wife passed away and we felt it was not a good respectful look to to put something out bashing him on the day that his wife died that's just bad like juju to put out in the like yeah. karma and stuff you don't want to so that episode will come out at some point i'm sure uh right. but it's been shelved for a little while just for that reason so right if so anyone was wondering why there wasn't why, an episode why we while, suddenly went like four why. weeks without an episode yes we did technically make an episode it's just we got shelved for a little while but be on the lookout for that because that'll come back and i have to say it was a damn good one too. it was that was a damn good episode yeah so that's definitely coming back so whenever one week when we just don't feel like recording one we'll throw <laughs> that one out <laughs> don't tell them our secret yeah. but until that time uh continue to 
support us online. Continue to stay home as -hmm. much as you can to wear your masks when you go outside and love each other. (laughs) (laughs) Be excellent to each other. The Bill and Ted trailer came out the other day. Be excellent to each other. I like that.